E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. So hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce expansion podcast. We've got a really exciting guest online with us today uh, that I know you're going to be able to take some key nuggets away from to really help expand your business. So uh, without without any uh, any faff, let's get straight into it. So um, I'm going to introduce Jason. So Jason, welcome to the podcast. Hey Andy, how are you? Good to be here and uh, glad we're able to uh, finally connect and uh, get going on this. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, Jason, why don't you just tell us a bit about what you do, what what your you know, bit, bit of your backstory, if you like, and then and then we get to where you are now. Okay, so um, right now I'm Kurt Wakai Group. Um, essentially, we focus in uh, health and wellness products. Uh, the brand was originally uh, conceived back in 2012. Um, from the uh, the uh, owner is the. The founder of Fiji Water. So the idea was that as we were in Fiji, was to essentially take these natural products that he already had producing on an island that he had in Fiji. So the idea was was bringing to the market best quality products like ginger, turmeric. We also do sea salt, coconut oil, things of, the, of that nature, and bringing them to the United States at a kind of a higher premium, you know, luxury product. So that's essentially. Uh, that's where I am today. My initial background is I originally started in uh, interactive web development and uh, that type of work. And uh, yeah, we've now gone on very many uh, different journeys paths and uh, here we are today. Fantastic. And where, whereabouts is today? Where are you located in the world? So uh, basically, so our operation, uh, our operation is still on the uh, private island of Wakaya in Fiji. So that's where we farm all the product, that's where the product is produced, and then it's shipped here to the United States. Our actual U.S. location is in Florida, so that's where we currently are based in the United States. Um, however, then, as you're aware, our primary kind of retail business is all in the U.K., so we sell with Harrods, John Bell and Croydon, Selfridges, as well as we do online, and then we also have a licensing agreement with another group here in the United States as well. Well, wow. so I mean, really, you know, you've taken that e-commerce expansion and really moved into those those um, the different well retail shops as well, which is amazing. Um, let me just go back a couple of steps. So let's go all the way back. How did you end up with the connection with Fiji and and uh, how did that all so, start? It's it's kind of essentially I've been with this group. Um, I've been with this group since two thousand and five. Um, when I first came into it, we uh, another business that we have is it's Digital Magazine. So it's a company that goes by the name of Zinio, and essentially it's the largest newsstand of digital publications. Um, and when I first came in, the project was you know I was working on digital publications and that type of work. Um, at the same time, though, um, the owner had his club in you know club and spa, uh, Wakaya Club and Spa in Fiji. Um, so as with when we were kind of working between both brands, the idea to create this product line of uh, Wakaya Perfection came about. So we essentially, from that standpoint, I then moved uh, more into the, the building of the brand, product development, getting everything going, and then doing an official launch with that in 2012. 
Amazing. So, so how long were you selling in the States or, or around the world before you moved to Europe? Was you? I'm presuming that was a. So we, yeah. So we, uh, the brand, as I said, our initial launch was in 2012, yep. which was uh, backed nicely by uh, Oprah had picked it as one of her favorite things in the United States. That kind of was 2012, 2013. We then uh, launched with Harrods, uh, 2014, 15. Yep. And from that point, uh, we were exclusively only sold in Harrods. And then in about 2016, 17 is when we kind of started rolling out in a bigger picture, getting involved with John Bell and Croydon, Selfridges. Um, expanding our entity into the UK as far as what we're doing online with kind of the dedicated website. And then from there, also moving into Amazon and expanding out into kind of the overall EU. So we have our, so that's kind of how the, that's kind of with the natural progression into the, into the UK. EU. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, so, so how did the, and, and don't give away any trade secrets here, cause I'm sure everyone wants email addresses. Uh, but <laughs> how did the uh, link come up with, you know, you said the initial one was with Harrods, for example, you know, to get a foot stay in, you know, what is one of the most premier um, department stores in the UK and then followed that up with some of the others. Um, how did that come about? So that part of it, uh, basically with Harrods was just one of those things where it was, uh, an individual who she was working at the time, kind of from a business development standpoint, and she had made that connection with Harrods. And so that, um, a lot of it was back kind of by the initial press we were getting in the U S between, like I was saying with, uh, with, the uh, Oprah's favorite things with, you know, we've been, you know, different magazine publications like self, uh, shape. And so I kind of, with some of the traction we were getting here in the U S we were able to make that connection with Harrods, um, and then started it initially with Harrods, uh, we were doing just, uh, our ginger skews, which, so ginger powder capsules started with that. We then rolled out turmeric. And then that kind of that relationship just established, built, grew, and then from there we kind of moved into uh, different uh, different sectors. Amazing, yeah. I mean, so I mean, if you take, I mean, at the moment the big word is influencer, isn't it? Um, you know, and you know, you you took the influencer model, if you like, that we know today, um, and introduced that, you know, four or five years ago, which is amazing because that's the sort of thing yeah. that really works. I mean, it's always worked, isn't it? But it's great to hear that, you know. We hear so much about influencer this, influencer that, but um, it, it's not that it actually really does work for people when they're expanding. Natural kind of progression that worked out well, and that's where I started to realize, okay, well, we actually have a good foothold, and you know, so that's why you know, kind of, we have our U.S. portion of things, but you know, the U.K. is really our our main retail presence. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that, yeah, that's great to hear, especially from a from an e-commerce you know expansion company if you like so that's 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 great so you've you've talked about some of the different platforms you um, briefly what are you using over here are you using amazon ebay stuff like that are you you stick you've you've obviously got the retail side um so we uh primarily amazon but then we're also we uh you know our the the e-commerce platform we use we use uh solely shopify is what we use as far as from that standpoint um Amazon, and then uh, as far as what I'm, you know, is all just a connection with MA and our site, so that way it's just a streamline. We ship, you know, ship to Amazon. Orders that happen on Amazon is Amazon, and then as far as fulfillment from our website, that way everything, you know, we're not we're not essentially shipping on a per order basis. So essentially, we ship our, you know, ship our goods, track all the inventory through Amazon, and that just essentially uh, 
rolls out to the EU. The only thing we do on a uh, from you kind of more of an import basis is all of our kind of let's say our bigger retail orders. That's all just a direct from you know from the U.S. directly to the uh, to the respective vendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's that's a great way of doing that. So, so okay, so that works really, really well. Um, what what are the sort of things you do currently to sort of learn about e-commerce and educate yourself? Uh, I mean, you you briefly touched on it before we started about you know you just let's just get on with it and do it type of person. Is that, right. yeah, is that I fair? Mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always, you know, different, you know, I'm always kind of keeping, you know, my eye on, you know, what are the kind of new trends, new technology, just from the standpoint that it's moving so quickly. But I mean, for the most part, it really is just a uh, kind of do an attitude and, you know, figure it out kind of different ways. Uh, for the most part, I mean, I want to say last year has really been kind of from expanding to more of a dedicated online perspective in the EU. So now I feel like I have that all together. So, you know, now really just kind of creating the overall foundation and framework for that. And then I think we'll have a pretty good sustainable model from that standpoint. But, you know, as far as, I mean, really, you know, just different, you know, different news articles, publications, that sort of thing, I'm always kind of staying on top of it. I mean, as well as I do, you know, I'm always kind of in just education as a whole, whether it's just bettering from a, you know, whatever standpoint. I mean, now I kind of find myself in every aspect of the business. So it's no longer where it used to all just be about, you know, the creative and the packaging, making things look great. Now it's, you know, <laughs> dealing with also not the fun stuff. So <laughs> it's all, it's kind of a whole collective. So I find myself uh, educating myself in kind of the whole overall picture. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I just want to touch on the on the Shopify you talked about. So uh, a lot of the yeah. clients that we work with, you know, they a lot of them just solely sell on Amazon. So just a, a little touch point from you about the differences between, you know, what, what having the Shopify store has meant to you and how that's helped you develop the business a bit more. Well, for me, I mean, how I look at it is, I mean, I think Amazon is very much a necessary platform, but obviously from, uh, you know, and of course you can create your, because, you know, we have the same thing where, like your Amazon storefront, which is great, but I think from a standpoint of a brand and really having your brand, your website, that to me is a, is a big factor of it. So overall, um, the reason I, I just think Shopify, it's an extremely easy to use platform. It's intuitive. It, yeah. you know, gives you the flexibility. I mean, even though, you know, it's kind of based off of a, you know, let's say their own proprietary code. It really is just kind of a derivative of PHP. So it's nothing that, you know, anybody that has that experience can jump into it. But for the most part, from an inventory standpoint to tracking the whole nine, I just find it to be uh, really easy to use. And not only that, it's obviously widely supported across just because it is, you know, so many people are using it. So to yeah. me, kind of the win-win is the combination between you know, if you're going to do fulfillment or, you know, is to be able to, you know, obviously utilize Amazon from the perspective, but then also having Amazon as a connection to be your fulfillment channel. That way I kind of see that as a, you know, best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Uh, that's, that's really useful because a lot of people aren't sure on, on how to, to develop that. So so you're using um, Amazon to fulfill the goods. You just fulfill through Amazon for that. That works quite well. Yeah, from the from the website perspective, um, you know, for the EU UK, you have to. It's one little extra step, but nothing nothing to uh, you know. It's probably take you know twenty you know I mean I don't know thirty minutes to get it all connected. But I find it just to be a uh, 
you know, just a, it's, it's a good, if, if we're already, if you're already doing, let's say Amazon and you're already have the, you know, FBA structure in place, you might as well then just connect those dots as opposed to having then a second fulfillment channel. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the only other thing I could see that would be beneficial to take it one step further would be to, let's say, you know, project out, you know, good on a quarterly basis, have a warehouse location that maybe holds the bigger items and then have them kind of disperse those items, whether it be to Amazon, uh, brick and mortar and that kind of thing would be. So that would be for us the next step to take it. Yeah. Um, and the immediate, the next step would be that to have kind of a warehouse location that then meets those two channels. Yeah, yeah. And you, you just cut out slightly there, but I, I, I got the, the, the gist of what you're trying to say there. You know, the, the FBA works really, really well. Um, but actually, the next step is to perhaps look at how you fulfill that outside of there for the bigger items and everything else. Um, right. Exactly. And having, having one source within the country that then goes to those, you know, to those respective channels and then doing a, you know, I would look at it probably as like a quarterly shipment basis that covers the, those two avenues. Yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously, with our warehouse here, we do something very, a lot of our clients use the same sort of process where they'll they'll send us stuff on a quarterly basis, pretty similar, depending on stock transitions. They'll send in, you know, 10 pallets of stock, and then we fulfill those pallets of stock to the various places to keep it topped up for them, um, which works really, really well um, for some clients. But you've got to get to that level before yeah, you start right. doing that. There's a, there's a tipping point. Yeah, <laughs> Right. I, I think it really comes down to just looking at it one, you know, what are your volumes? What are the costs on, you know, because obviously when you're dealing with a, you know, quarterly base shipment, that shipment's going to require a bit more from a clearance perspective than you would if, let's say, you were sending a couple case packs to uh, directly to the retailer. So the question is, you know, where, yeah, where's that kind of that tipping point that makes it necessary to, let's say, doing more from a warehouse distribution standpoint as opposed to kind of direct to, you know, direct to vendor or retailer. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Okay, that's perfect. So so a couple of um, bits from you on, you know, if people are looking to expand, what do you think are the sort of key things they should think about before they do it to start off with? I mean, I think if they're looking to expand, one, obviously, <laughs> the cost implications. Uh, yep. I think that, you know, if you're looking at it from a, you know, obviously, if people are already have a long history of shipping, their their rates will probably be a bit different. So I think really one looking at it overall from a yeah, cost perspective, uh, what's this going to look like, um, you know, getting into the country from an importation standpoint. But then two, you know, when you're looking at a retailer, let, let's just say if you're getting into retail, you know, obviously having your budgeted, your budgets outlined because, you know, you're going to be coming with one, you know, you get marketing spends and kind of so. Really just, I think, you know, and for us was looking at those different costs because as everybody knows, and the thing that I was here, oh my gosh, the UK, you know, it's to ship there, you know, those kind of things. But all of that actually, you know, it's it can definitely be structured and figured it out. But I, I think for somebody coming in really to look at, I would say, you know, essentially cost implications to get it in there, warehousing, but then not only that, essentially, how, you know, making sure that you have the products and the goods there and being able to direct within the region as opposed to trying to do it from kind of a direct U.S. because your shipping costs and rates are always, you know, we always know kind of the conversion killers or shipping costs and that sort of thing. So making sure that you really have that in line yeah. before just trying to jump in, you know, because even from us, there was, a, there was a point in this where we were trying to just 
you know, we were t- we were kind of marketing our website in the EU, and then we would just ship direct. Um, I knew right away within less than 30 days this isn't going to work because there's the shipping costs. It's just it's too much, and it's it's daunting for people. Even though we may pay, let's say things like clearance costs and that sort of thing, taxes and duties, everybody thinks they're going to be get hit with that on top of shipping costs. You take those two aspects and might as well call that a, a dead order. Yeah, 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 quite right. So, what what do you think was the biggest roadblock in the way? What was the biggest thing that was the the biggest stumbling block? You know, I don't think really. You know, I, I remember. I, I think the biggest. I think the biggest thing for us was probably, you know, our first order that went to Harrods and the way that the the order was, you know, structured. It was just uh, instead of looking at it from okay, you know, we're we're a new vendor launching right in. Let's just let's look at you know kind of an initial opening order. It was kind of like I can't remember how it was determined, but I think it was more or less of that kind of. Uh, you know, let's look at what we need for the month or the quarter or that kind of thing. And so the biggest thing with that was the basically what ended up then happening from a clearance perspective because the amount of goods that were being imported into the country. And, you know, once you're of a, of a threshold, then you have to start doing power of attorney. All that, it just becomes kind of a mess. So I think that was our biggest. Um, I think number two is really kind of where we are now and really just structuring the brand as essentially, you know, an EU-focused brand in the country and really having all the, the logistics and the framework in place before just kind of jumping right into it. So that is something that we pretty much now have ironed out and where we are today, but it's definitely taken a little bit of time to really to structure that with everything else we also have going on in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you, you said that, you know, from a, from a market point of view, you felt like the, the U.K. is a bigger market for you than some of the other areas. Is that right? Well, for us, from the perspective of just because of the brand, just the, you know, the brand being kind of a higher premium product, there was a perfect fit with, let's say, Harrods clientele or John Bell Croydon Selfridges. So for us versus, let's say, in the U.S. where you don't have that same kind of pharmacy retail presence on the high level of kind of what we found in the U.K., it yeah. became a perfect fit for us from a retail perspective because of the nature of our brand. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. So that's really useful. So, and, and the next thing I wanna know is what, what's the, you know, the, the key secret that helped you to expand? What was the key thing that, that really made it a success? Overall, I think really what it was, was that when we saw with the success we're having with Harrods and then also then what came with John Bell and Croydon yeah. was that, okay, now that we have this, let's just say, you know, kind of more aggressive retail presence, I felt that we really needed to expand and have the online presence, Amazon or website, all within you know the country and having it structured there, as opposed to kind of this, you know, we're in a couple stories there, we're in the US, we're kind of trying to do this back and forth. So I think that was really the tipping point where we knew we had to really expand in and, and that's what kind of brought this all together. So you really put your focus and your energy, if you like, straight into that area to really help to build that and, and develop it. Exactly. The structure we have in the United States and that the United States really is a, you know, it's, a, it's you know, basically someone else's territory. We knew, OK, well, then we already have this in the UK. This is really going to become our main sort of presence and retail from a retail perspective. Yeah, amazing. So so um, just for uh, all of our listeners out there, just just recap on on what the products are. Um to you know, so they can get a picture in their heads. So we we essentially we sell and, and you know we have two different sizes. We sell a uh, 
ginger powder, turmeric powder, sea salt, and then we also have uh, teas that we're doing. So as of right now, we have a turmeric and ginger tea, but we're going to be we're in the process right now of expanding that to three tea line, focus ginger, turmeric, and then ginger and turmeric, of course. Um, and then we also uh, have capsules, and capsules are in two sizes. We have a 30 count and a 250 count. Um, and then we, yeah, and then the tea. So it's really, it's all kind of wellness products. Comes from a private island in Fiji, all grown in very rich in nutrient volcanic soil. So we've really been able to develop kind of the highest tier premium product from a ginger and a turmeric perspective. And we have some, you know, new exciting things that are about to roll out this year from what we're going to be doing here in the U.S. So which will allow us to really jump into doing other other types of products, not just focusing on ginger and turmeric, but looking at other products like moringa, matcha, and you know those sorts of things that are also becoming you know, you know, let's just say talked about in the same space. So um, a lot of different things that are on the horizon. Perfect. And if um, people wanted to get hold of some of your products, how could they do that? So the best place to go would be it's the wakayagroup.co.uk. That is the, uh, that's the website. So that's where they could go. And then as well, um, all of our products are on Amazon. So that's another area they could get them as well. Amazing. And then of course, and of course, if they're, you know, walking around the tech, um, you know, they can pop into John Yeah, amazing. And what about if they wanted to connect with you on social media? What sort of, um, how can they do that? So basically with social media, uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, basically just uh, uh, at Wakaya Group is essentially the handle. So you can jump in right there. Excellent. Well, look, that, that's all the questions I've got. Um, is there anything else to, from you that you think that people might be useful for know for expanding? Is there anything, sort of anything we've left on the table there? No, I think for the most part we've covered it. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully this is uh, useful to your listeners. Excellent. Look, I really want to appreciate and uh, say thank you and appreciate your time because I know your time is very valuable. So um, thank you very much for your time. Hopefully our listeners will, will get a huge amount from it about helping them to expand um, and just hear some of those golden nuggets that you've come up with. You know, whether it's just I need to get on with my Shopify store now or how can I use influence, whatever that might be. Um, I really appreciate all those those key thoughts that have come out there. So thank you very much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we are going to end there uh, until next time. So thank you very much, and uh, we will speak All right, soon. That sounds great. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it.